0: Secrets from a coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson-Staveley of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Laura, you alright? Yeah, I'm buzzing.
1: Go on then, what are you buzzing about?
0: Well... Yesterday, I ran an in-room session with wow. about 70 sales managers and oh my gosh, it was electric. It really was. It was so worth the journey, even though it was a bit of a schlep kind of up and down. It was phenomenal. And you know what was amazing was there was a level of emotion and connection that, I mean, we've run some pretty good Zooms, haven't we, in our time, yes. but I haven't yeah. had anyone bursting into tears saying, I feel like I was a bit lost and now I feel like I've got me. Energy for the year oh. ahead. And you just don't get that kind of outpouring and the, and the buzz. I mean, the laughter. Oh, it was so yes. funny. I mean, you and the type of work that you do, you probably get more tears than I do. But <laughs> yeah. it was um, so much fun. People were really, really kind of laughing. And I noticed that on the way people walked into the room, they were sort yeah. of bent over a little bit and a bit mm-hmm. quiet, a bit hunched over. And everyone, myself included, just looked like we'd grown a couple of inches taller as we all walked out so it was a real kind of insight into how motivation it just means it it grows you almost you know you become more of yourself and that that kind of enhanced air of confidence and self-belief and it was almost like everyone just grew up a little bit in that room it was it was incredible
1: Oh, that's amazing. And I think just listening to you talk about that, you can you can hear that in your voice as well as how buzzing you are and still carrying that, that sense of achievement and feeling and the vibe around it. And the responsibility for you to create that space for people meant that you were in control, if you like, of what you could do and what you couldn't do. You didn't have any self-doubt or lack of belief that you couldn't deliver in a room of 70 plus people and create that environment that enabled them to thrive which I think is that bit around being responsible for your actions and knowing that you're going to the impact you're going to have and thinking it forward and thinking what am I going to do to create that you know great space for people to learn and to take something away from them that starts with you
0: Yes, I guess, and you know, I think I was inspired by went to go and watch Carol Decker from Oh T'Pow. my God,
1: that's a name from the past.
0: Yeah, perform at the <laughs> Forum at the weekend. She was sensational. She was. Wow. At, now The downside about being famous, and you and I aren't famous, so no one would actually know our age because <laughs> it's not anywhere, you know. But the downside <laughs> of being famous is she's got a Wikipedia page where you can see her age. Right. And there's not in a million years I could have guessed that as she was on the stage with her big hair and her amazing vocal and her energy. She just oozed so much energy. She's in her mid-60s now and you wow. just would not be able to tell. And as I was there, I was sort of watching her just kind of amazed by her kind of how much of an amazing show she put on, thinking, Do you know, there are people that you meet with whom you just wouldn't be able to guess their age because they are doing something that you just know motivates them so much that it almost keeps you young, doesn't it? Yeah, it, like definitely. It sort of yeah. keeps you forever yeah. in that kind of peak condition because you just know she is so motivated when she's up there. So I sort of channeled a little bit of Carol Decker energy thinking, right, come on, you know, having this amount of people in a room together, it's kind of, it's the duty to give everyone a good time. And, you know, I I had a great time as well, but it was quite astonishing just how um, everyone just seemed a little bit braver and a little bit more mature, I guess, at the end as we all sort of walked out. So what's your take on that in terms of conversations you've had with people over the years about that link between motivation and it being part of being a proper fully grown adult. What's your Mm. take on that?
1: Yeah. And over the years, I think you evolve because you learn. And I think that's the trick here. You know, you can go with the circumstances you might find yourself in and then it's how you react to that. So if you're going to react in a way to the circumstances you found yourself in in a negative way, then that's going to potentially drag you down and then you'll have another experience of it and, and therefore you will just experience negativity. So a lot of it is to do with then, well, what can I control in this? You know, it may not be my fault, but how I respond to that and how I react for that, that is my responsibility. So what can I do that enables me to create those little moments of Action that enable me to one look for the opportunity that this is presenting to me and then making a decision and a choice. Too often I sometimes have people that are stuck in that negative mindset that and they don't know how to get out of it. So it's a bit like I know in psychology they call it learned helplessness, and they don't quite know how to get out of it, and therefore they don't even try. Because it's just become part of who they are. And it's sometimes people come to me in that mental state and it's just hard. It's can't be asked. It's negative. It's fixed mindset. It's all that stuff that goes on. And it's about how can you unlock just that glimmer? There is always something there. One, if they want it. So it's a choice. And then part of that is being able to find the spark for them, which is what's their motivation for even starting that conversation with me? There's a reason why. They picked up the phone and wanted to have some coaching. So I would explore. Well, what was that? What was that about? And it's really interesting to watch people over time have the space to talk to then overcome that negativity because they they get some wins. And I know we talked about this on last week's podcast. You know, we you get some little wins and they suddenly go, oh, I can do that. And it's that bit that then drives them forward. But you have to catch people really quickly because they've learned that behaviour over years. They can quite happily fall back into that pattern if you're not careful.
0: Wow, Dev. So, do you think when sort of someone picks up the phone or messages and says, "Right, can I book a session or can I have a session?" Whether it's you know with me, it's more teamy stuff. You know, with yeah. you, it's a mix between that and individual stuff. Do you think it's where that's that moment where someone just thinks, I've got this gnawing, nagging feeling inside that this isn't either where I thought I'd be at this stage in my life or the real me and I've been pretending for so long? Is it that moment where someone goes, I think I need to address this, but I'm just not quite sure how to do it? And, you know, if uh, if the problem is all inside, then you almost need an external vehicle to be able to sort of process it you know even if you might be a bit of an introverted person just that feeling of i don't think i'm as optimal <laughs> as i <laughs> probably am entitled to you know or, or um can have so and there certainly was quite a bit of that kind of yesterday thing of where people would just think god i think i've been treading water there is more than what I'm doing right now kind of inside me, you know. So um, what does that mean in terms of having that space to think? And then, of course, some kind of then vision setting tool, whether that's a chat with someone or a vision board. I know that's a kind of a firm favourite of yours. And, you know, even for those of us who are in the business of coaching and motivating, you've got to sort of, every now and then it's that reminder of, when's actually the last time I did that? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) It's so easy to get lost in the tasking. And then you don't know if you're going to be kind of drilling in the wrong direction, you know. So (laughs) I wonder if it's that moment of where someone thinks, I think there's more that I wanted to get out of life than what I'm doing right now. I need some help.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think people sometimes blame everybody else for... The circumstances they find themselves in. And that's quite an easy one to fall into that habit of doing. Oh, it's, it's. I haven't done that because it's their fault, or I haven't done that because, or I didn't get a good education, or, 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 or whatever it might be. And it's that bit that you have to catch people, as I call it, and start to question that belief that they have about themselves. Because I always think, you know, blame is useless, it doesn't serve us. So, but it's how we respond to it that actually matters. So what can we do? And and I know you've been with me where I've asked people to just point out their finger. So if you think about, if you can visualise that as we're talking about this, if you point your finger out to blame somebody else, there are three fingers pointing back your way. And it's a bit of a, a bit of a clue to go, oh, okay, well, before I point my finger and blame that person or that circumstance, what three things can I do? What three things are within my control that I can do to change that outcome? Because it starts with us. Stuff happens and we all know that. But the one thing we can influence and take control of is our response to those circumstances or that event or whatever it might be. And that's why, you know, some people need more help to help them through that phase but it's then reminding yourself that you can and I think it's what you can control not what you can't control and focus on that.
0: That's ever so powerful, isn't it? That visual of yeah. one finger pointing out and then three, what three things can I do? Do you know, that just sparked my memory. And I remember trying to look for it online and I couldn't find it anywhere. But this was something that I worked with a team of social workers a number of years ago. And mm. I just happened to be at a conference talking when there was someone else at a conference talking. And this speaker that was before me talked about this concept called the snow white moment. Oh, okay. And I've never been able to find it anywhere since, but it really stuck with me. And What's he called that, it the Lord? snow white moment is the moment where the poisoned apple falls out of someone's mind and they wake up and realize It's my life. (laughs) So it's almost like they've been sort of suppressed and kind of in this almost slumber with this poisoned apple. And that might be the mindset, as you said, of, you know, whatever, whatever you know, awful, dreadful things happen to people. But it's Mm -hmm. that moment of where the apple falls out and there's that waking up moment and the point where someone then decides, right, that's it, I'm going to make some things happen. And interestingly, he was saying they see a lot of that around about the age of 25, Oh, okay. so it's that moment of where someone might be way out of kind of you know a lot education is is a way away in their kind yes. of memory, and then they've just got adulthood yawning <laughs> in front of them, <laughs> and it's that moment they're right. What kind of life do I want? What am I going to do that maybe is different from the rearing, the childhood that I, experience I had? That he called it the Snow White moment. I've never found anything else wow. about it since, but it's stuck with me about actually. Sometimes we just need to wake up. And then just really look, sit up and look around the surroundings and think what we can do then next.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's really interesting, isn't it? Because it is that bit that says, you know, because if if in that moment we feel powerless or we haven't got the ability or we think we haven't, we feel trapped in our states or circumstances and we don't choose to do anything with it, we have to find a way to... Break through that. And as you mentioned earlier, you know, doing a vision board or even writing that letter to your future self about what do you want to achieve in your life? You know, we've done this before. So if you just think about it, you know, now, like if you wrote down, it's the 28th of January, 2023, and it's been an amazing year, and these are the reasons why, then write down as detailed as you can, identifying the practical steps that you can do That enable you to then think about that life. So focus on the future. Because, you know, we can control our path towards it. And yes, things will come along. But as we said, a person who takes responsibility can still recognize that stuff does happen. And whilst we may not achieve everything on that, we've still got a plan. So just by taking it out to this time next year and thinking back, you know, it's been amazing. And that what did I do? What decisions am I making? And talking about it if you like, as if you're looking back, so it's already happened, it's much more powerful for you so that you can capture that and then think, right? well, I'm responsible for this. I'm either going to do it or I'm not going to do it. And that's the bit that is the choice. You know, this grave in the area where we go, oh, well, I can't do that because you're blaming again, the circumstances that you're finding yourself in. And that's the negative thoughts and then it stops us from doing what we really want to do. So it's about how we choose our reaction to that and how we respond to that will influence whatever it is we've written down and that becomes your plan, which you can do in small little steps or you can do big steps or you can break it down or you know like the rocks in the jar as you always talk about or if you like writing yourself a smart goal if people like smart there's that acronym you know specific measurable achievable realistic timely because that then keeps your the momentum moving forward
0: oh i love it and that's
1: maturity right Yes, it is. and maturity,
0: we talked about that, had in terms of what does mm. it actually mean to be a mature... At what point does someone become a mature adult? Yeah, I
1: don't know. <laughs> Cause, Let cause me know. I,
0: I, <laughs> I know some nine-year-olds that have actually got more of a mature outlook yes. on um, how to, um, you know, show up in a conversation than yes. some 39-year-olds. You know, I mean, it's what does it actually mean to be mature? So we did a little bit of a Google, didn't we? And this is, according to Wikipedia, maturity is where you have a clear comprehension of your life's purpose directedness and intentionality yeah which contributes to the feeling that life is meaningful and there's an integration mm. and you've become a whole person so mm. whether there's that snow white moment of actually who is the real me like let me yes. who who what am i interested in what am i motivated by what does that therefore mean in terms of getting the best version of me out because um, that benefits everyone else around as well. But I guess that's the opposite then of that learned helplessness as you, as you talked about. So that's Martin Seligman's work, isn't it? It learned is not it Learned helplessness. Yes. And, and I think it's the bit where you lose even the ability to think about how you can get yourself out of the hole. Now, sometimes... Learned helplessness is convenient because if you've refused to learn how to use the washing machine, and you say, oh, yeah. "I don't know how to use it," sorry. <laughs> There's a benefit from learned helplessness, isn't it? you yeah. don't have to bother doing it. You can just keep feigning this kind of like, "Well, I don't know how to do it, and I always make a mistake, so I don't do the I don't use the washing machine." Now, what happens if you replace the word washing machine with presentations? I don't know how to do presentations. I'm not that type of person. So there is never going to be an opportunity where am I in any way I'm going to present myself. And in a world that is kind of shifting maybe back into a physical workplace, Mm -hmm. then this is, I think, is going to be that moment of truth about am I going to put my hand up and get involved in some things or am I going to kind of keep back a little bit? And part of that maturing process, I guess, is sometimes actually keeping further and further inside your comfort zone at some point becomes so uncomfortable, it becomes claustrophobic. Yep. And then maybe that learned helplessness comes in, which is, it's been so long since I've done anything like that, I don't think I can do it anymore. I'm just going to keep on the down low <laughs> and not kind of get bothered and then Absolutely. just sort of, you know, get smaller and, then stay and smaller. Stuck.
1: Yes. Yeah. And just don't move on. But you're blaming the world around you because of a choice you did not make where you actually had absolute power to make that choice if you'd wanted to. And I think that's something we can do for ourselves sometimes is to, if we find ourselves not wanting to do something or feeling we're blaming the world because we haven't got this, stop and go, well, what bits of that can I control? I always say to people, you know, what's the opportunity this is giving you? There will be something which, but actually you need to look quite hard sometimes within. So having that level of awareness, first of all, I think is really important. Recognising what the language you're using towards yourself, what's the behaviour that you're displaying. Are you always that negative Nelly, if you like, that you sometimes hear or negative Norman, that all they ever say is negative and you just, it drains you. So it's thinking about, if that's you, you know, think about the language you're using to yourself and actually are you blaming everyone else your own circumstances probably so again it's having that brought to your attention whether it's by somebody else or you know how often do you have to hear that feedback before you believe maybe it's me nine times out of ten it is you but you have a choice to either do something about it or not there is no gray area here and I know I always say to people well that's great it's the so what so what's going to happen now? What are you going to do next? So what's the impact that will have on you now you have aware of it? And I think that awareness piece enables you to start to change your thoughts around it, which, as we know, changes how we feel about ourselves. And then the actions that we then take are then more in line with who we are. As you said that, intentionally, we understand what our life's purpose is, as you said, and we have that level of direction going on, which means we feel like our life has got meaning. And I think that's the bit, but we have to change. We have to make the change. We can't stay fixed. Otherwise, we blame the world. I mean, we've talked about this before, but
0: this is where that five-step decision-making tool, the brain tool... Absolutely. And the team loved it yesterday. So let's say you've had that kind of like realisation moment of, oh my God, maybe it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's me that is sort of, you know, meaning that certain things are sort of happening. Oh my goodness, right. So let's say there's that sort of realisation of, actually, I think there's some things that I could potentially do. Now, if you're there sort of solo working it through or maybe you're the friend that someone else is looking to get, you know, some support with, then the brain tool, they loved it yesterday because mm. it's the it, it shifts you from that sense of helplessness into that sense of empowerment of feeling secure about maybe the decision you're about to take, which might feel a bit uncomfortable. And the B-R-A-I-N, spelling brain, is oh, it's just one of my faves because it just really empowers up your decision making. So let's say you're thinking about whether to start something that is thinking what are the benefits of doing that what are the risks associated with doing that what's the alternatives of doing that particular thing to start what's my intuition tell me if I were to just sit here what's my gut feel around this and then if I were to do nothing what would the consequence be and often it's that end question if I were to do nothing that actually is the jolt to then think if I don't do anything this year, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to really kick myself in a couple of years' time. And it, and it it can be a really empowering moment of, it might not be comfortable, it might not be easy, but as we've said before with decision-making, sometimes the easier decision short-term leads to a hard life long-term. And sometimes taking the hard decisions right now as an act of mature adult decision-making <laughs> yeah. actually is leading to an easier, brighter, lighter life in the future, because as we know, one of the big signs of life is is it's forever changing and it's evolving. And one of the things, you know, for the good and the bad is you can bet your bottom dollar this time, three years' time, the circumstances will be different. And Mm. so what can you do now that then sort of sets you up to at least have the sensation that you're facing in the direction of life that is one that feels like the real you?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's that emotional motivational maturity that you were talking about, isn't it? That you've got the awareness of what's happening. You make the change and they might only be small changes, but they create more habit. You know, it's that 1% change can make the biggest difference, as you said. And then it's that bit about taking the control back. You know, you can do this and that I find working with people reminding them of what they're really good at. So the affirmations can really help, which links back to, so what's my intent today? Whatever it might be, I'm going to be strong, I'm going to be powerful, I'm going to be empowered, I'm going to be curious, whatever it might be can actually help you just remind yourselves of what you can bring and what you can do rather than what you can't do. And then that, over time, enables you to keep that momentum, which I think is, you know, we've worked with, you know, people that have done Duke of Edinburgh Awards, you know, young people that have gone through that. And just by raising the awareness to they are in control, they are responsible for whatever it is they do on their career path. And I've watched, I've been very really fortunate to have, you know, work with some people probably eight, seven or eight years ago now, who were going through the D of E award. And now I look at them, you know, that seven or eight years on, and they are really mature in their decision making their choices they're making, finding their way in the world, if you like. And I think that's something I think we just have to harness, you know, and we can all do it. You hear people say, we can't teach an old dog new tricks, you know, that type of thing. You go, yeah, you can. Let's work that one through. But that's the bit we hold ourselves back. You know, it's up to us. We can't blame anybody else for our circumstances. It's up to us to do that.
0: There's a fab game that I played with everyone in the room yesterday. I said right at the start, you know, I'm a bit nervous about doing this exercise. It's been two years since I've done it, especially with a group that size. Yeah. And you don't know sort of how uh, feisty people are going to be either. because (laughs) That's true. Yeah, because I do remember playing musical chairs with a group of people once and a woman ended up with a broken thumb. And I had no idea they were going to be so competitive. I mean, oh my God. You know, I'm not very competitive, really. I would always happily give up my seat if I thought someone was needing it. But these guys weren't. They were ruthless. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) this um yeah this poor woman broke her thumb so it's always at the back of my mind about let's go for the kind of the learning outcome in these you know big team things that we do but safety first all that kind of stuff anyway this exercise is where you have half of the team that are blindfolded and the other half are then going to be guiding them through by words alone no body language or touching or anything and then but on the floor in front of them they've got to get from place a to place b there are bits of paper put down and we call yeah. these obstacles. And if you tread an obstacle, you get a time penalty. Anyway, the lovely bit that comes out from the end of it is, of course, how many of those obstacles are we putting in our own way? Absolutely. I'm to this, I'm to that, I haven't got this yet, or I have got that. So all of these obstacles we put in. And there were a number of people yesterday, I think just by the sheer energy from being in the room together... Again, you could just see that sort of wake-up moment of, oh, my God, I've been giving myself all of these messages. Where have they come from? I'm really holding myself back. And it's those sort of obstacles. And I guess just kind of summarising what we're sort of saying about here is that there was this lovely moment of maturing almost. Mm -hmm. It was where people had that moment of, actually, I'm the adult in my life. I get to call the shots about what is going to be, you know, an obstacle that I perceive is a right one or not. Uh, Right, watch our world, here we come. And then, you you know, it sort of opens up the eyes to do a bit of planning and goal setting rather than just... Doing the chores. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and getting through the day. <laughs> just getting through
0: it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of thinking about how do I set the day up. So yeah, it was really fun. It was great fun, but it was also Aww. a real reminder of how actually, I think there are a lot of us walking around right now who we've been so kind of, you know, held back a little bit that yes. it's making sure that that hasn't come into learned helplessness as the months have turned into years and that we're able to get our nerve back. Stand up, shoulders back, face the world, be the adult that we are, and actually focusing on what's going to motivate you is part of being a responsible, accountable adult, so it's that you know it's not it's not a nice to have it is the way to then be able to be the best version of you, which everyone wants
1: absolutely, and I think that would be i suppose that's my good link to the my call to action actually, law is to just take that moment to think about yeah what what's important to me. And what do I want to do to be able to take the control back? And it might just be one little thing, which you know is huge for you, but it's doing that one thing. What's the plan? And maybe using brain as a way of just checking out the plan so you can make the decision. So you do it rather than you don't do it. So I think that would be what I would encourage people to think about is what do you want to Change, do. Don't blame the world. Think about what's coming back at you first. You're the one that's responsible for you. And you are the only person, I think, that can take control of your life and be make that change for you. It's all up to you if you want it.
0: Love it. And my uh, share the secret be grab a friend. Have a chat about what is it that you fancy doing this year? And the moment you see a little bit of wobble, then you then think, right, what is the obstacle holding me back at the moment? And then uh, is that real or imagined? And I think the brain tool is a great conversation to have. So what are the benefits, risks, alternatives, intuition, and if you're to do nothing What might that then have as a consequence? And that's a great conversation to Mm. with a friend that's maybe feeling a little bit jaded or faded. Yeah. Grab them, put the kettle on, have a cup of tea and have a conversation around this. And they'll walk out away from that conversation looking taller because it's part of that maturing process.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think you would therefore on that learned helplessness, you would actually have that learned hopefulness, which is going to be the thing that unlocks whatever it is you want.
0: Oh, Debs, mic drop right there. That's another one for the um, podcast tattoo parlour. (laughs) Oh, I love that,
1: definitely. (laughs) From learned helplessness to... Learned hopefulness. Learned
0: hopefulness. There we go. Well, the size of my increasing waistline, I think I'll be able to get all of those words around. (laughs) I could have a belt with all of that on, yeah. (laughs) Really long mottos. (laughs) And the short ones on a key ring.
1: (laughs) All right then. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. <laughs> <Really good. laughs> oh, how funny. Uh, oh. Right, we'll have a
0: marvellous meet. And guess what? You too. So January has been all the focus on motivation. Yes. Next month, Debs, February, the month of love, we're gonna be doing our full week focus all on great versus not great relationships at work. And what does that mean to shift from toxic to healthy in terms of how we interact with each other? So Really looking forward to that one. And in the meantime, you can show us how much you love us by giving us a rate and review on Spotify because we're looking to get out and about just even more. So it's lovely to connect with lots of different people. So, Devs, have a fantastic week. Love you lots.
1: Love you too, Law. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email on secretsfromacoach at aool.com or follow us on Insta at Secretsfromacoach.